It's a new year, year, just the two of us, and we appreciate you. Thanks for being a loyal part of our community, and we look forward to another fabulous year with you in our lives. This is Rhea. And this is Just the Who of Us, where we talk about a range of topics, including life events, current events, spirituality, entertainment, family relationships, as well as answering listener questions and more. I wanted to talk to you personally about this or have you talk about this because I personally know how you are with your finances. And I've known you for quite a while now, quite a while now. And since I've known you, you've been good with your money, which was even a little, um, not really shocking, but was interesting to me from when I first met you because um, you were about, what, like 19? Yeah. So 19 years old when we first met and you were good with your money then. We would have conversations about um, money and finance and uh, I was I was impressed. Because, you know, not most, not a lot of people in their late teens, even early 20s, even in the 30s, are good with money. So, um, you know, the things that we talked about back then impressed me. And so I figure what better way to start a new year than to talk about finance and how to maintain your finances, how even as a teenager, to because your your habit started before you were 19 um and that comes partly from you know having supportive parents to set a good example for you and things like that but once you become a certain age you move out and you're doing life on your own it's kind of you know it's up to you whether you keep that going or not right so um let's talk teenager like teenage Mm -hmm. years first and pointers on how to obtain and maintain financial health right so one thing that I will say in the beginning so my dad is an entrepreneur he's really good with money he's really good with everything so my I started building my finances when I was 12 years old 11 years old actually oh nice hold on so it'll tell me i've been a member since something oh gotcha okay i've been a member since 2011 so i was 10 years old when i opened up a bank account um uh that was monitored by my dad because i was still too young to be able to have access to it at that time right so that's when that aspect started. So once I started racking in money and like Christmases or um birthdays or whatever, I didn't mm-hmm. spend that money. I just put it, I just told my dad, hey, just put this in my savings account. So it was around uh 2013 that no, 2012 that I started to rack up big money on Christmas. Like really big money um enough to where like my one of my grandparents started giving us a lot of money each christmas okay so 
because I think they're like starting to see that like we're growing up we're gonna need to start building because my mom's parents her dad was an entrepreneur too so um so if I remember that correctly I think so so but like they started to give us big amount of one check with good money on it for my sister my family and we would get a good portion of it so I started to put that into my savings account too and then my dad starts to notice like hey she's rocking up money in this account yes so my dad gave me a Motley Fool's book and told me to read it so I read it learning about stocks and whatever you know so I told my dad hey like I finished reading this book he was like all right do you want to do it and I was like sure like why not you know start investing um so then what we did was we transferred the he created a custodial like uh stock account for me so mm-hmm. it was my stock account, but it was just under him because, like I said, I was too young at that time to um, have my own. Right. Um, so we would just every Christmas from, yeah, up to like even now, every Christmas I would get that money and I would put either all of it or some of it or like most of it, always about 75% of it into my stock account and invest in more stocks. Um. By the time I was, I think it was 21 where it officially went over to my account, my bank account, and it went into my name. I have not touched that money in that account except for adding on to it, you know, each year. Um, And I would invest more stocks. I made really good revenues. And I also... um, and some stocks, what you have is called, oh, what's it called now? I'm blanking. Uh, where some of it kind of, oh my gosh, now I'm blanking. Oh my. <laughs> uh, I can feel like the pressure now. Right? <laughs> but like, so some stocks will have what they call, it's loading. Hold on. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Um, it's hard to remember every aspect of everything, but, um, so some stocks, let's say for instance, I think it's Starbucks that does it too. It's Starbucks account. Um, it gives you, hold on, trade price, dividend. it gives you a dividend. Yeah. So, like you'll start like adding money that you can put back into that account for you know like more stocks you know turns it into like brokerage cash now i don't have enough stocks to where that is constant yet i do have some stocks but not enough to like make big changes like in a shorter period of time um so what uh so that's what some stocks do but over time and one thing that if anybody who's thinking about going into the stock market is i would say first of all don't touch it do not sell us once you get a stock do not sell it until at least you've had it for a year because if you sell it like halfway through the year of having it then you're going to be heavily taxed more than if you 
if you do it after a year, because I think then it's considered more of a long-term investment than trying to make quick cash, you know? Yes. So yeah. um, that was one thing my dad taught me too. Um, and then also one thing I've also learned about the stock market is don't watch it. Like, yeah. yeah. It, but don't watch it so often Mm -hmm. and there was actually a king of queens episode when they invested into a stock or within the stock market and his mood was good when it was going up the next day his mood was down when it was going down like he put so much of his like mood based on it i check it maybe and bypassing um, probably every day when I'm looking at my account real quick or if I'm transferring money real quick. So I see it, but I don't really give much attention to it, you know? Um, but one thing about it is if you start investing in it, I would say check it every year, you know, just kind of see what's going up, what's going down, you know? If you think this company is about to go bankrupt, then maybe sell, but make sure you've had it for at least a year. Um, then then what I would do is, is that like, let's say one year, um, this is from personal experience, but I'm going to just change the numbers a little bit, you know? Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's say a couple years ago, my stock account was at, I don't know, let's say I'm going to just lowball it just because I don't really want to put everything out there. Um, yeah. but let's say a couple years ago, it was at $25,000, you know, mm-hmm. and then a couple years later, it's now at like $10,000, you know, that's going to happen. That's going to happen, especially when you change presidency, especially when um, the financial situation of the country is changing. Like, that's going to change. But the thing about it is, it's going to go back up. It'll also change back. Right, right, right. Exactly. It's just not going to be maybe as quick. Maybe it'll be quicker that it'll change back up. Maybe it'll be slower, but it will always come back up. So... My advice is to make sure it's a long-term thing. Don't just put it in there. Oh, raised about thousand dollars. I'm taking it out right now. Like, don't do that. And also one thing that happens also with companies, especially like the bigger companies, is that they split shares. Yeah. That is the best feeling. When you hear that company, you're investing is splitting their shares. So that means you're getting double of what you put into it. Not exactly double. They're just splitting them. They're just so you get more shares. Yeah. But like you don't really gain money from that yet. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just making. Does that make sense? Yeah. But like when they split it, then you have twice as much as you had of their shares and as those shares go up then you'll start seeing like hey like this was a good thing yeah so we had a had an experience like that well when i say we in this situation i mean pointing <laughs> there was a split I, I i feel like maybe yeah like like the company split or partnered i think is what happened and then it and then it, they split the stocks yeah 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 they 
I think I'm using the right term. Now I'm questioning all my terms now, but <laughs> like, yeah, the stocks split. And so now there was double the amount of stocks. Yes. Had. Yes. Yeah. And then, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think there was something too where like companies merged mm. and I think he had stocks in both. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of like it merged together. And I think he lost out on a little bit, but it wasn't like a big it wasn't like a huge effect i mean it may have been even like change it wasn't a yeah you know it didn't affect them a lot um but it will happen people merge people split you know like but it goes up and down right but when i talk about the split i'm not talking about within the company i'm just talking about their stock shares oh gotcha gotcha you know what i'm saying yeah the stock shares double like for instance i will this part I don't mind really sharing, but one thing about it was like Tesla. I I have a good amount of stocks in Tesla. Mm-hmm. Their shares split, gotcha. and so I had double amount of shares in the company. Okay, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, because like with Tesla, it just kind of was like, all right, well. Like company's doing good, whatever. Right. Gonna... And also, also now don't quote me on this. I think the reason why some companies do that is because like the stock prices are getting so high, maybe that they wanna split the shares again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let me just make sure I'm using the right term because I don't um stock split. Okay, stock splits are generally done when the stock prices of a company has risen so high that it might be become an impediment to impediment to new investors. Therefore, a split is often a result of a growth or prospects of future growth, and it is a positive signal. So, okay, so I was using the right term. You got me confused there for a second because I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, well, don't listen to me. I don't know exactly anywhere near as much as you do. So, <laughs> yeah, it it's a stock split is when a company divides and increases the number of shares available to the buy and sell in an exchange. So, like, yes, it's just. So that's one thing that like you do kind of like also have to keep an eye on with the companies you invest in because yeah. if you notice that they're about to merge with a company and you yeah. start feeling like hey like this isn't gonna work out like sell you know um or like there's you just have to be careful you know very careful about which companies you invest in. Because, like, one thing my dad taught me was, was, um, like, invest in stocks into companies that you love, that you actually, you already invest in, like, buying their products, you know? Because that's also, then you're just feeding yourself at that point, too, a little bit. Like, very little, but you are feeding into yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so like I have stocks in Apple, Disney, Tesla. Well, I mean, I don't own a Tesla, but my dad does. So he's feeding me, right? <laughs> um, so, um, and then like, I do have one in Starbucks. I don't use Starbucks. That one is maybe a company that I would consider selling. And yeah. maybe a little I'll wait a little bit further down the future, but that's one stock that's like, hey, like it's doing all right, and I have good, good amount of money in it. But it's just like, eh, like I've made profit, but at the same time, it's just like, eh, Starbucks is Starbucks, you know what I mean? So I don't yeah. invest any money into Starbucks on a daily basis or at all. So it's just not my thing. Um. I have like stocks and other things that I feed into. So, um, and then now let's move past the stock portion and talk about like savings and gaining money through a job and all that, you know? Yeah. Well, before we do that real quick, I I just want to reiterate, um, the, the importance of, creating an account as a teenager. And this is something that I wish that I would have done for my older kids. Um, we have done it for my youngest and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's something I wish I would have done for my older kids. Um, I've taught, we, we've taught the younger three more about money than I did when the older two were older, um, Mm -hmm. and, and are teaching them now, you know, um, but it's, it's better to start earlier for your kids, for yourself, um, you know, and, and, and don't use it. And, you know, this is something that, that I don't use it and invest in things that are going to benefit you. Um, this is something I'm like teaching myself because I had this obsession with Duncan and I went there every single day for a while and just wasted this money. And I'm like, I think it was my husband who was like, well, you should be putting that money into stock instead of, you know, I mean, I went so much. I was like, I don't even know. It it just became a habit. It was a coping mechanism. I don't even know why I do this every day, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of thing. And, and, and I was like, that's what I should be putting my money in because money into stocks would benefit me instead of just something that I don't even really need or sometimes don't even want. I'm just doing it out of habit, you know? Right. Right. Um, so, so do it early and keep it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and make one it thing, benefit you. Right. And one thing I would teach for like people with younger children, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess the statement is towards, I guess, in the nicest way possible, you know, and the statement is don't use your kids money. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Like I, I'm not saying that's every parent. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm just saying like, Hey, they're a kid, you know what I mean? Build them yeah. up for success and have a good amount of money for when they're ready to go off to college or whatever, you know? Um, and then I've heard some parents being like, well, they're living here. And I'm like, they didn't choose to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? To, yeah. To look, now, if they're 18 or seven, no, not seven. If they're like 18 years old 
they're living in your house and you want to teach them responsibility, yes, let them pay rent then. You know what I mean? My oldest pays rent, yeah. And my and my twenty year old, she's in college, otherwise she'd be paying rent. So our rule is you're either in school or you're paying rent. If you're here over twenty, you know. That's what my parents do with the apartment. You know, you're in school or you have a job and you're paying rent. And right now I'm in school. So yeah. Um but like that's one thing that I just can't stress enough, you know, because then you're not building your child up for success or that they're gonna trust you with money. You know right, what I mean? Right. Exemplification. And, if if they see you doing well, then they're also going to do well. Exactly. And that was one thing I did love about my parents is whenever I got money, they would give it to me or they would um or what they would do when I was a kid was they just let me keep it. Or they would be like, hey, do you want me to put this in your account? You right, know, right. Like it was one or the other. And sometimes I chose to keep it, but that was a very rare thing. <laughs> and so, but I would just be like, hey, put it in my account. And I know that they've always did that, that they put it in my account because I've seen when I was starting the stock account, I saw how much I had in there. That wasn't something that like could have right. been raised. If they weren't, right. paying, you know, if they were taking it, you know. So, right. um, now that's not me saying for those parents who are in dire need. I understand life, you know. So I was just stating that one thing to be like, if you don't need to, don't do it. You know what I mean? But right, right. Let the the money for the kids be the money for the kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so. So now going on to like when I was working with you and I was making money, you know, and um, I wasn't putting that money into my stock account. I was using that to live, to pay rent, to uh, do the things I want to do for therapy, like the co-pays and stuff. Um, Which I think is very admirable too, because I feel like a lot of young adults would, you know not prioritize healthcare Mm. and mental health is healthcare right it's part of your healthcare and I I know that I feel like there's a lot of young adults teenagers young adults who who wouldn't put that in their budget so to say um I know even as adults we don't always put that in our budget healthcare expenses um as much as it sucks (laughs) how much some of our co-pays and things are Mm. uh you know but they're there and right. it's, it's not going to go away just because we don't prioritize it. And it's not going to go away just because we don't attend to it, you know? Right. So I, I think that's really important to remember too, is to make your health care mm-hmm. part of your budget. It, it's right. it's essential. And then when you get older, mm-hmm. it's just a natural thing you do. Right. You know? I and mean, then- budgeting in general, but, but right. putting your health care in part of that. And then like groceries and stuff. Now, yeah. one thing I will say is that one thing that my parents did do, like in terms of groceries, is that my dad would like reimburse me for groceries because he knew that I was still not at a financial place to be able to get my own groceries, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, and that was 
really good of him and that's what now he kind of reimburses me for kind of like everything right now and I'm on like an allowance budget right now just because um I'm in school and like I still want to you know still do something you know if I need it or watch a movie or right. order DoorDash or something but but um, that's a that's doable for them yeah and, and they do that because they want to do that because they can do that you know right. Um, there are a lot of families who can't do that. I mean, I pay for my own college, you know, once I moved out, I didn't have help. Um, and that's just because my mom couldn't afford to do that. So not everybody can, but it's also a reason to start now as a teenager, as a young adult, so that when you have your own kids, you have your own family, Right. You can help pay half their college. You know, we right. do that for my oldest daughter. We we help we pay for half half her school. And that's because we've set things up to where we can right. do that. You know, it's exactly it's, it, yes. it's it's a and I mean he and I both he paid for his own college. You know, we didn't have that kind of luxury to right. and and two, it's not it's not a bad thing to have that luxury, right? Like right most people would like to have that to have be able to have their parents help them I know um I'm pretty sure uh my cousins their parents were you know help them with college and things it just it sets them up for for easier success into the world however we understand that not everybody can do that you know and and that's okay if you if you can't it's it's okay you know we're not exactly you're not here to be judged and you know whatever but hopefully you can take these these tips if you're a young adult listening or even a you're somebody in your 50s who is like I would really I'd like to do better for myself and I'd like to be able to help maybe help my grandkid with with college or something like that you know the conversation is literally for anybody and and you know can benefit anybody at any stage yeah, and then I do want to kind of like put this out there that mm-hmm. like I understand that I've had a little bit more of a easier path in financial ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and which I, I okay, right, right. <laughs> which is which is okay. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean. I guess in a sense of like my knowledge is still not like there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The thing about it is, yes, I still have help financially from my parents and stuff right now. But I've also taken a lot of what I've learned from my parents so that when I'm not depending on them anymore, that I can continue that. Um that financial situation that I'm in now yes. the financial situation to take it to carry with me because there has been a year or two where my parents didn't provide that financial help with groceries or whatever yeah I was still able to continue to get groceries I was still continuing to be able to get what I need because I was working my butt off with two jobs like I was doing things to be able to maintain the type of life that I have or did have you know yeah um so 
I guess in a sense is like please like I guess in a sense like don't please just be like oh you're like a rich person or whatever you know and you you had it easy um because I guess in a sense like in a sense I've had it easy but in a sense I have not so I guess just like you know just with the words I'm saying just like take it into like consideration it's not me being like hey oh i'm better than money than you are whoever's listening it's not me being like hey like do this and right like it's gonna work out i'm just saying stuff that has helped me to maintain what i have yeah um and the type of lifestyle that i have and um one thing that i will try to like also advise or not advice necessarily like I'm not in any position to really give advice but one thing that I know has helped me is in your bank account in your savings account no matter what it is find a good point in that let's say let's say you have $1,500 in your account right right you gotta factor in bills got factor in everything else but let's say you figure out if you now I know bills aren't this low, but let's say let's say okay, one thousand you have one thousand five hundred bills and everything would be two hundred fifty. So you're down to two hundred fifty for the week, you know, or whatever until the next paycheck or whatever. Now I know bills aren't that low. I'm just giving a number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it would be nice if they were, but they're not. <laughs> I, understand. I mean, my son lives at home and his bills aren't even that low. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's what I'm saying. So let's just, I'm just giving a random number though. Um, But let's say, all right, so let's say you have that two, let's say you have that 1,250. Make your new zero that if it hits $1,000, you can't spend any more money. Mm-hmm. Like, you like you tell yourself that's my zero yeah yeah. that's my like oh crap like oh i've hit 1000 i have no money now right you know what i mean yeah yeah and as you build the account make a new higher zero and then make a new higher zero as you gain money as you whatever you do of course factor out the bills and all that in your yes. expenses yeah. but have a certain number to be your zero because that zero is going to be your emergency fund yeah like, and, and the good like, thing about that is that your zero could be twenty dollars a month it doesn't have to be a thousand you know right, exactly I, I used to do this um when i was working part-time um my husband fiance at the time he was paying most of the bills because well I was only working part-time I didn't have any of the businesses I didn't have you know any of that Mm. so he paid the bills and I had money for gas and you know kid stuff and and whatever um and it's crazy because that was such a tight time financially Mm. and now it's it's crazy because he still pays the the household bills and things like that um, but I'm able to contribute so much more. So my zero is a little, 
you know, is a little different. Um, right. Cause if I see I'm over like $200, I mean, if I, if I'm under like $200, I'm like, holy crap. Like I'm, I'm freaking broke, you know? Yeah. And, and my zero used to be like $50 max on a, on a good week, you know, right. and even 200 is still low for right. me, mm-hmm. but some months it's realistic. Like that. I, I like to keep, I, I, my goal would be to keep a, a zero of 500 in, mm-hmm. in right. certain accounts. Right. Um, some months that's doable some months it's not sometimes right. some months it is and I'm like okay well I can do you know I can I can take care of this I can take care of the, the private school tuition or you know certain things to take things off his plate right and then some months it's like oh shit my zero my, my zero is a solid 200 <laughs> that's, right, that's, right. You know. and that's and that's the thing I mean with one I Having that zero is to kind of get get you more in the mindset of like, hey, like anything could happen in any second. Right, I need right. to be prepared for that. Yep. Because like, I mean, I don't know. Let's say my parents get go, they both go to jail, you know, and they're like, hey, we need a thousand dollars to to get us out, and I'll I'll return that money to you, but yeah. Like, hey, like, can you do this? Because I don't have, I can't access it in jail, you know? Right, right, right. I'll be like, all right, yeah, I have it in my account right now. I'll figure it out to get you out. You know what I mean? Just like that type of thing, you know? Yeah. But, like, I would be like, first, what'd you do? Like, <laughs> hey, like and let I, me decide if I'm you... coming to get you out. <laughs> exactly. Should I let you stay there and think about what you've done? Right, right. I thought this would be me, not you guys, but like, here we are. But <laughs> like, but of course, but or if it's like, oh, like I had to like go to a hospital or something, I don't have to pay the copay, you know, like right, right. just like different things that could pop up mm-hmm. that you not that you may not that may or may not happen, but it's good to have that cushion. Right, right. And then yeah. also one thing is like once you start racking in good money, soon, not soon, I should say over time, you'll be soon being able, or now over time, you'll be able to go out to dinner, pay pay the bill without needing to stress and look into your account, make right. sure you have right. it, like everything like that you know because i'm still in that stage where like hey like let me make sure i can afford this right now but i'm hoping that one day as i get a job and all that that i can do what my parents do they just they look at the bill to make sure everything's good but like well because that's important too knowing where you're putting your money and even when you get to points where (laughs) we've we've gone out to eat sometimes and, and so me and my husband, my husband and I, our finances are separate, right? We have a joint business account. We have our personal checkings mm-hmm. and savings. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what his numbers are. He doesn't know what my numbers are unless we discuss them or unless it's in the joint, right? right. There's been times in, in the past where we'll go out and he believes in tipping mm-hmm. people who deserve it. You know, he'll drop a $50 tip and I'm like, how like how can you afford to do that you know 
and and like well because he does save he has a a really healthy portfolio but he doesn't mess with that money right yeah um and and he also saves in regular accounts and so that when we do i mean you take all seven of us out to eat and it's a a pretty expensive bill i bet yeah and to be able to tip you know i mean just to make somebody's like oh my gosh you know like that was really really appreciated appreciated because Mm. well you you provided really good service but you were also really personable you know just different things people have kids people have bills whatever whatever when you can you know we'd like to help people so but I'll look at him I've I've looked at him in the past and be like holy shit like how'd you afford to do that well one thing I've learned about him is that he manages his money really well. And mm-hmm. when you can, and it's not all the time, you know, but when you can do things like that, it, it feels nice. It feels right. nice to be able to help other people or to just take your family out and pay for seven, eight people's meals, you know, kind of thing and not have to stress about it. And and so right. we are at different places in, mm-hmm. in our finances. Mm-hmm. I'm in a much better place than I used to be but even I feel like mindset is important too right mindset is a very big thing because the thing about you got to have discipline you have to discipline yourself at this point like and sometimes I I have impulses you know to buy something you know and sometimes I'll feed into that impulse but right like but I know when I've reached like my limit, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Hey, like, don't get this. I know you want to. I know I feel this inside. <laughs> but yeah. I even I, feel like I deserve it, but I don't need to do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a need. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing you have to like teach your mind about the things you need and the things you want. And if I mean I'm I'm not saying like, hey, like you want to get those nice pair of shoes go for it you know treat yourself just yeah. don't make it a re- continuous thing especially when you don't have the money for it you right. know right yeah oh. one one thing that i i respect about like his and i's financial journey too mm-hmm. and and even yourself um that i've noticed but i'm not with you as much when you spend money so you know but but our financial journeys is, you know, like we, we mentioned like, okay, well, there's times where we can do these things, but there's also Mm -hmm. times where we want to do them. And the reason Mm -hmm. we're able to do them later is because we know when to say, okay, I can't do this. Um, Right. Exactly. Say you're able to set your zero at 200. Mm -hmm. You leave that 200 in there. And Mm -hmm. if your kids pressure you to go to Starbucks or something, stick to that no or they'll ask oh can we go to texas roadhouse not this one thing i will say this i am not a parent i am not and you know that and i know that (laughs) everybody probably knows that yeah exactly like i mean oh that one text i sent you where i was like i acted like i i knew what like a marriage was oh yeah like i was like like sorry like but 
But anywho, I, one thing I will say, and some parents do have a hard time doing this, is stick to the answer no, especially when it comes yes. to your financial situation. Kids think you have all Everything. the money in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. like this and that. And whether it's true or not, like yeah. that doesn't give them a right to being like, hey, like, I want to do this, but you said no, so I'm just going to keep pressuring you into it until you say yes, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I've been a kid like that, you know? I've been like, hey, like, let's go out to eat, you know? Yeah. And most of the time, my parents, most of the time what they said was like, and eh, like, that's not healthy and stuff. Tonight, I'm going to make a meal. But like, but in a sense, like sometimes they're like no that's a little expensive you know like we're not going to um do that you know to that night or whatever you know sometimes what they will do to kind of like get my mind off it would be like let's go for next week you know what I mean like hey like instead of just saying no Mm -hmm. and we whether like we don't have the money for that or this or that you know or whatever excuse or that she's making dinner that night she'll be like they would be like, hey, let's try it for next week. You know, let's, right, if, if right. This is the schedule, let's do it next week or this weekend or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and well, I think it's- that, that was enough of an answer for me. Like, okay, like, I mean, yeah. I, my mind went somewhere else at that point. Like, I, I think it's easier to do that too when you have conversations with your kids about finance. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> You know, like I said, I I did things differently with my older kids because I didn't have the life experience or the knowledge that I have now. Um, And trying to teach older kids about finances is tougher than an eight-year-old. It is because they haven't built that pattern, you know? Parents are harder to learn as we age. Yeah. No. Having that it's not brain. impossible, but it is definitely more difficult. Exactly. It's like when you when you get a dog from a shelter, right? Let's say you get a puppy and you get an older dog. You try to train them both at the same time. Which one's going to learn faster? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like puppy and... Yeah, the younger. Yeah. The older dog, it's going to take more repetition, more like rebuild those neural pathways to understand what you are saying, you know? Yeah. Uh, once, have, yeah. It is human nature to to do patterns. Yeah. I mean OCD I think is more of like a uh like a higher version of that, you know what I mean? Heightened right of needing pattern and uh routine and whatever, you know. Um because the thing about it is it is conditioned in our minds to go on pattern. So like you said yeah. with Duncan, you know, what you kept doing was you kept feeding that part of your brain that says, hey, I want Duncan. Yeah. Okay, let's go get it, you know? Right, right. So your brain thinks that every time it has that thought, you're going to do have to it. fulfill it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's just reinforcing in your mind that like, yeah, like we're going to do this, you know? Right, every- right every single day or whatever it is, you know, have that routine. Yeah. Yeah. And so to break that, you got to be like, okay, no, 
and then start driving somewhere else or like that's actually you know, what I've been doing the past yeah. I, I'm like so proud of myself because like I had this obsession with Coke Zero or eat something before you leave you know yeah it'll be yeah full and you'll be like uh Duncan sounds like crap right now you right, know what I mean? right well my obsession was with like drinks and I my, oh. my husband's like you just have an obsession with cups what I've been doing lately is I've I had this cup from Panera from mm-hmm. like I don't know like a week ago and I just keep like cleaning it and reusing it and I'm like keeping it in my car so mm-hmm. that when I get in I already have this like uh you know like restaurant cup and so I haven't really wanted to stop. I mean, it's like the impulse to stop. And right. I'm like, it actually, it really is. I think it is really like the cup thing. Cause I get drinks. I don't usually, I don't eat out a ton like fast food, but I'll stop. So the other day I was out and I went to two different places for Coke zero and they both didn't have it. I say, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. I feel like it was a, a sign from God because it's time to cut the dark soda back out. Cause I, I'm, trying to do better in, in certain areas yeah. um it it's it is really uh this kind of repetitive conditioning we have right. it can be an an uh emotional crutch mm-hmm. you know it can be a visual thing mm-hmm. you could absolutely love the place i don't even think i'm obsessed with duncan i think i'm obsessed with that that habit right. and and we we take that and we spend all this money you know, and, and like we said earlier, you and could also, be putting that money into stocks or something to actually benefit you, benefit you than this, the, the mm-hmm. act you're completing for the stuff you don't even really want. <laughs> yeah. And also one thing that I remember you telling me about Duncan is you also like the company. You know, yes. However, I did. I enjoyed the socialization. However, something happened recently that kind of helped me to stop going there. Um, so, so I get this message one day from, a, a older gentleman who also goes and he goes and he sets while his wife goes to doctor's appointments for the socialization. Oh. So he messaged me. He's like, Hey, you got to get up here. They're walking out. So, so I go and they like the whole shift literally just walked out and quit minus like one or two people that worked that shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got to be a part of that. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> you know, my, my, for the drama. my friend, I like, I don't really, I socialize with people here. I socialize with people out, but I don't like really hang out with friends. I, you know, it was, it really became this place where I could like hang out with people. I could get work done and it was cool. Yeah. Well, now they're not there one person is still there and then and then this this gentleman he goes from time to time but the atmosphere changed and I'm kind of like thank you because I needed to detach myself from this habit that was costing me money and it wasn't really benefiting like I was benefiting from the socialization not enough to where like I wasn't benefiting enough for this to keep being a thing you know right yeah. And I mean, that's one thing too, is just kind of like, I guess like one thing to like say is don't let being lonely. I'm not saying you're lonely. I'm saying like, yeah. even with me, you know, don't let being lonely be a reason why you need to spend money. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. I mean, 
like just to be able to talk to somebody that shouldn't be something you have to pay for i mean like therapy right. yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. In a professional I, setting, yeah, but yeah, yeah. there's support well, groups on online. There's yeah. things that you can do, and you probably have other friends. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. I mean, right. like yeah. it's not just don't go out to like like I'm saying like kind of like what you do, like going out to Duncan just to like spend that money just so you can socialize and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, but not in like a bad way. I'm just saying like that can really help a financial situation. 100%. Doing it just for the camaraderie or whatever, you know, and um, just, I guess like, in my opinion, spend money where you enjoy it, but also just make sure you can still live life while you do it. Exactly exactly yeah yeah like we're not we're not suggesting like just stay at home and be a hermit and never (laughs) live your life but realistically for yourself for your kids for your future for your grandkids Mm -hmm. it it has to make sense it has to benefit you and it you know your financial health right is a component of your overall well-being Right. And it, it's important to cater to it just like you would your physical health, your mental health, you right. know, do things in a healthy way. Um, right. And and one way to do that is starting putting money in, in the right places. Right, exactly. And also, like, one thing that I also think is, like, good to just keep in mind is... Also, I guess one thing I want to try to say is live life. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, you know? Yeah. But always be prepared for tomorrow. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, that's how I kind of view it. Yeah. Be, tomorrow might not happen. I may not. I mean, something could happen today. But be prepared for it. Be prepared for the future it might not happen because you never know God's plan, but still be prepared for it. Yeah. Live your life, do the fun things, but not every fun thing costs money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So spending time with your family, driving, I mean, it'll cost maybe some gas, but like go drive and do a hike or see the beauty of this world. Yeah. So that could be like two hours away from you maybe less depends where you live but like go go to greenway there's a lot of greenways around <laughs> everywhere at this point <laughs> like that doesn't cost any money yeah i and money is something you can always get back i will say almost always you can get back but time and fun and experience is something you'll never get back so have to remember that aspect too just do it responsibly and to where that you can still have food for yourself a roof over your head the basic necessities of life right yeah that's all the time we have for today thanks for being here and we'll see you again soon sounds good Check us out on YouTube, ask questions, get information, and more at Just the Who Does Podcast. <laughs>